You're listening to Radically Pragmatic, a podcast from the Progressive Policy Institute. We talk with lawmakers, policy experts, and thought leaders about the issues driving the news nationally and internationally. The Progressive Policy Institute is a catalyst for policy innovation and political reform with offices in Washington, D.C. and Brussels. Its mission is to create radically pragmatic ideas for moving America beyond ideological and partisan deadlock. We encourage analytical conversations, not your typical partisan talking points. Welcome to the Rise Report series of the Radically Pragmatic Podcast. I'm Curtis Valentine, co-director of Progressive Policy Institute's Reinventing America Schools Project. I'm coming to you today from Austin, Texas and, and South by Southwest EDU. South by Southwest EDU is an annual event fostering innovation and learning within the education industry. South by Southwest EDU brings together the learner, the practitioner, the entrepreneur, and the visionary to share groundbreaking stories, tackle complex issues, and build reimagined paths forward. Our special South by Southwest EDU series is called The Future of Teaching and is an opportunity to discuss the post-pandemic landscape of teaching in America. The Future of Teaching series is in collaboration with The 74, a premier news outlet covering education in America, driving an honest, fact-based conversation about how to give America's 74 million children the education they deserve. My guest today is Sarah Johnson with The Teaching Lab. Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, and thank you for having me here, Curtis. Thank you so much for joining me. How did you like South by Southwest EDU this year? It was a blast. You know, it's been hard during the pandemic to not be with people and feel the energy of people. But I was so excited to be able to give a talk in person and to be on panels. But really, what I was most excited about was just feeling the energy of the audience and then really connecting deeply with people in person. No, I would agree. This is like one of my first conferences sort of, you know, out in the open and reconnect with old friends and meet new friends. You know, it was definitely uh, right on time for me. I want to start off with the teaching lab. What is the teaching lab and how did you come to lead the organization? Yeah, so Teaching Lab is a nonprofit organization uh, and we have a mission to fundamentally shift the paradigm of teacher professional learning for educational equity. I'm a teacher by training. I was a high school science teacher in DC and Oakland, California. And unfortunately, when I was a teacher, although I love teaching science and I love high school students, I did not have a lot of support to learn and grow and develop. Uh, And what I've learned along the way is that unfortunately is the norm and that's what we're trying to change. So when we say we're shifting the paradigm, We mean that we want every single teacher in the nation to have a high impact year of learning every year of their careers. Because what we say is, if you're not taking teacher learning seriously, then you're not taking student learning seriously. And so you're here at South by Southwest EDU discussing how we can save teacher professional development. What does teacher development look like now and how does it impact how teachers Uh, how effective teachers are in America. Yes. So what teacher professional development looks like now is one-off sessions that aren't really well thought out. Teachers are really familiar with this. They might be pulled out for a day or a few hours after school. 
They're generally taught things that are disconnected from their content areas. And generally what the stats show is that teachers um, don't like the PD that they get and mostly because they think it's unhelpful, useless. So we have a model at Teaching Lab that is based on listening to teachers across the nation and learning from what they tell us is actually going to support them to grow and develop and improve over time. And so with teachers, we created a model that we call head, heart, habits, and equity. So the head part of our model uh, is really about treating teachers like professionals. And one of the most common pieces of feedback we get from teachers is thank you for explaining the why behind my work. So what we support teachers to do is learn evidence-based practices, but also, like any professional, learn why they should be engaged in that evidence-based practice and connect it to improvements in student learning. The heart part of our model is based on how we've heard from teachers that they want more opportunities to connect with peers, they want more opportunities for leadership, and so when we partner with schools and systems, we really focus on putting heart in place. So building these really strong teacher relationships so they can learn from each other. Uh, The habit part of our model refers to how teachers, they want to engage in continuous improvement processes, focused on problems of practice that they identify, but they also want it to be based in content. So we support teachers in engaging in cycles of inquiry aligned with their specific curriculum and content areas. And then finally, every single thing we do at Teaching Lab is in service of educational equity particularly racial equity. Um, And so we also support teachers in engaging in culturally responsive and sustaining practices. No, that's that's, that's so important. And I mean, there's so many folks here at at South by who are really trying to, uh, whether they're a school leader, whether they're, uh, you know, someone working in technology, whether they're an entrepreneur, you know, trying to define what the future of education looks like, the future of teaching. And as you, as you say, you know, the future of professional development goes hand in hand with that. What, uh, what will professional development look like five years from now, 10 years from now, and how will that sort of future of professional development impact teachers? I'm just going to paint a vision of an ideal future. And I think that it can happen, although I just want to be upfront and say that it is going to require a collective a collective vision and a collective will to make it happen. So the vision is, again, that every teacher, over 3.5 million teachers in the nation, every teacher gets a high-impact year of learning every single year of their careers. And so what that looks like is just like we, you know, plan out the entire year for students and we have curriculum with lesson plans for every single day of the year. Every teacher needs a plan like that. So teachers should never be subjected to one-off PD that is divorced from their content areas. And so what this looks like is teacher teams meeting together in the summer and coming up with a year-long plan for how they're going to support each other. It looks like coaches and school leaders taking those plans just as seriously as they take the student learning. And I think over time, if we could really do this, then teachers would be leading their own learning um, and leading their peers, but also learning from research. We started sort of side organizations called the Research Partnership for Professional Learning. And in that partnership, we're also focused on getting what we know into practice with teachers on the ground but also doing more research on what works with teachers on the ground uh, so that then we can spread that across the nation as well. Um, But you can see how important this heart component is, the model, 
because not only do we need strong teacher relationships within schools, but also across schools, because that's how you really disseminate knowledge around what's going to work to actually improve student learning. And what does that look like for students? And so as you're thinking about the future yeah. of education, how will this vision you painted affect how students learn moving forward? Yeah, right. So the, the whole point of this, the whole point of caring about teacher learning is because we know from research, but also from experience, that the more you know as a teacher and the more you continuously develop, um, the more students learn. These things are inextricably connected. Um, and the most recent research has shown that not only do teachers learn, you know, in the first few years of their um, time in the classroom, they learn over the course of 10 years, 15 years. It never stops. Um, and so take, for instance, uh, a reading. Okay. So 40% of fourth graders in the nation read on grade level. That's really terrifying because we actually know how to teach teachers, I'm, I'm sorry, how to teach students how to read. Um, so imagine what it would look like if every single teacher that taught kids how to read understood the science of reading and could support all students, including students with learning difficulties like dyslexia and whatnot. Um, it would be incredible if we actually focused teachers on learning that science and then continuously developing their craft um, and what this would translate into is actually what we believe is possible, which is 100% of students reading um, on grade level in the nation. No, I mean, this is incredibly important and so, so, so timely. Um, and I think for those who are listening in, you know, for everything you said and particularly, you know, how you address this problem, they want to learn more about teaching lab. So, uh, what differentiates your organization from others doing similar work? Yeah, so we have a core model of teacher professional learning, and this head, heart, habits, and equity model is a real differentiator, particularly the heart part of our model. And there's actually research that shows that developing strong teacher social capital also is not just a nice to have, but also translates into uh, an impact on student learning, which is very interesting, it's kind of underused research. And so it's really our core model that differentiates us. And then also the way in which we develop that model and refine that model with teachers on the ground. So, so much of PD and so much of education feels top down to teachers and that's deprofessionalizing. It inhibits that continuous improvement. And so what we're trying to do is spread this model to as many educators as possible, but also work with them to continuously improve it as well. Some organizations, you know, they think about the school or the school leader as a unit of change, but we're, we're really about the teacher team as a unit of change. And my team, they're content experts. They've all been educators themselves. And we believe this is what's required to do things like fundamentally shift the way students are learning to read in this nation. We're having this conversation, um, and I don't want to have this conversation without really addressing the elephant in the room um, and what a lot of school leaders are thinking about, which is whether they're going to have enough teachers in the building in, in yeah. September. And, and there's this rumor of, you know, a teacher exodus. And, you know, I've seen research that said that oftentimes surveying teachers in a time like this about whether they're going to come back is, is not as reliable as people think. And we make 
maybe, you know, sort of overestimating this, but, you know, we'll find out. How worried are you about this supposed yeah. exodus? <laughs> um, and if at all, are you all doing anything about it? Yeah, so we're extremely worried. And, you know, even if there's not a massive exodus, the stats are alarming um, around teacher morale. Uh, and what we also know from research is that teachers' perceptions of their school culture and environment also impact student learning, which kind of just makes sense if you think about it logically. Like if you're feeling really unhappy at work, then you're not going to do your best job. And so this is a major part of our work. And it's also informed the way that we engage in service delivery with teachers. So I think another area of innovation, and I think this will become more and more true in the future, is um, teachers like virtual professional learning opportunity. And so we shifted to a 100% obviously virtual model during the pandemic. And now we have a blended model of teacher professional learning. Um, but when you don't have time to do anything else, perhaps because you're understaffed at your school, virtual options for learning become a lot more accessible for educators because you can do it anywhere. You can do it from home. You can also modularize the content a little bit more so you can have some async and sync components. And then additionally, the other thing we're doing, and this is in direct response to teacher demand, is we're engaging in more direct to teacher coaching so that they don't have to be pulled out of the classroom at all. So the support that they get is extremely job embedded. And what we're using this sort of pandemic era to innovate is what we call a blended model of teacher professional learning, which includes some virtual learning and async learning, and then some in-person coaching support. So that's sort of like the silver lining of what's happening right now. But I think if, you know, if we're not taking teacher morale seriously, it's going to have really, really big impacts on our students. No, that, 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 that's so powerful. When I was giving my talk a few days ago there at, you know, at, at, at South by Southwest, I said that COVID for many school districts, for school leaders was the great accelerator really pushed mm -hmm. folks forward in a way that I think those who were advocating for change would have had to wait, you know, years. And you yes. know, to look at, you, you use silver lining, you know, so others use the term opportunity, but to say we cannot waste this opportunity uh, and going back to you know, status quo where we were would be, a, a, you know, a double loss, you know, uh, in many ways. And so I'm, I'm glad that you all are really pushing this forward. Yeah, and we've got to uplift those stories, too. I think there's too much, too many negative stories about problems that students have had in virtual learning during the pandemic and problems that are happening in schools. But I, I said this in my talk, if you want to find a source of hope, go to schools right now and go see the students. I was in some schools in the Bronx the other day. I live in New York City. And every single student that I saw in the elementary schools was like, they're engaged, ready to go. So let's not go back to the status quo. Let's like use this moment to really transform teaching and learning. Well, we, we know that South by is an opportunity to, for, for those who, who are really looking for advice and, and looking for insight to, to hear from experts like yourself. And so for those who are listening on, on, on this pod, you know, particularly those who are, who are school leaders and those who are in, doing the work of professional development, what is your advice to them on ensuring the teachers that they're supporting are prepared for the future of learning? So again, not to be a broken record, but I think that school leaders should take the teacher learning just as seriously as the student learning. It's not a nice to have, it's essential. 
So as they're preparing, you know, their plans for next year, we always say the best time to launch a teaching lab partnership is really the year before we launch. So as you're developing plans for how you're going to support teachers over the next year, um, consider the research behind this model. You don't have to adopt our model, but we, um, we use, you know, the head, heart, habits, and equity as shorthand for the evidence-based approaches we want to get in place for professional learning. And so what school leaders and coaches should be doing is figuring out, like, what is your year-long plan for, support te- for supporting teachers? And how are you going to exploit every single moment and every single structure you have to do that? And how can you make it easier for teachers, too, and think about things that are really innovative, like innovative staffing, like using virtual uh, professional learning opportunities, leveraging technology, et cetera. But come up with that real plan with real goals and put in these processes so that teachers can engage in continuous improvement aligned, again, with the content that they teach. And of course, of course, if any if any school leader or system level leader wants to partner with us, we are thrilled to help out. No, thank you so much for adding that plug. I mean, I, I think those who are listening mm-hmm. in are going to say, I want to hear more. Um, and so we'll be sure to tag you um, on, on this on this pod. You know, I just want to thank you for joining us today from from South by, you know, uh, a, a noisy South by Southwest. And we know we're it's, it's so busy down here in, in Austin. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I did I did want to leave you with one last question. This is sort of a South by Southwest EDU 2023 question. What will we be talking about next year? What is what's 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 going to be top of mind for folks coming into South by Southwest 2023? Mm, I love that question. I love that. I think uh, so. What I what I hope we're talking about is examples of how we didn't revert back to the status quo and how like we actually learned from this era. And there's some things that we learned that we've spread to more places, like like our new and more accessible blended version of, of teacher professional learning. And what I really hope is that people have examples of dramatically improving student learning as a result of those innovations. And again, like I deeply appreciate your questions, which are like, why should we care about teacher learning? Like, what does this actually look like at the student level? And that's what it's got to be all about. Um, and I, I really, really hope we see those things. What I, what I don't want to be true is that next year um, we're in a worse place than we are now. And we're talking about uh, how student learning actually hasn't been accelerated. Uh, but I, I always call myself a radically optimistic person. It's not that I'm uncritical, but I think that as a leader, I've got to put out that vision for a radically more optimistic future. And I hope that's what we're talking about next year. Well, that's, that's a great place to end. And as you know, we love the term radical. Um, and so yeah. <laughs> uh, we, on, on that note, we, we are um, in connection um, on that. And so again, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Rise Report series of our Radically Pragmatic podcast. Again, I'm, I'm Curtis Valentine coming to you from Austin, Texas and the South by Southwest EDU conference. My guest today was Sarah Johnson with Teaching Lab. And we were in conversation about how we can save teacher professional development. Again, Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. Want to learn more about the Progressive Policy Institute? Follow us on Twitter at PPI and on Facebook at Progressive Policy Institute, or go to our website at progressivepolicy.org. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen and check back for new episodes. We'll talk with you soon.